Welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I'm John. This is episode 189. Avengers 302 from April of 1989. This is again written by Ralph Macchio, who wrote the last issue, but now it's penciled by Rich Buckler. Okay. Who I also like and has also penciled this book before. And we have Tom Palmer back doing our finishes. So that always helps. This uh, issue is called Earth Rocks. You know, why do they title issues anymore? Why is, it, <laughs> why is that a thing? I can understand, like, on the cover, it says part two of the Supernova Saga. Not that anybody cares, because people are like, what the heck is the Supernova Saga? Also, but then why would you give it another title on the inside? Also, is a three-issue series a, tit- a saga? Mm. I feel like that's not a saga. A saga means long. Oh, it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> so this opens with uh, that supernova guy who had blown up his own ship with the Avengers in it and is flying to Earth now saying vengeance is mine. And he flies to... <laughs> you know what's funny? In that panel on the splash page, it's vengeance is mine. You think that he's going to be like landing right in New York City and then you turn the page and he's still far away from Earth. <laughs> and then he lands in Chicago. I don't know why. I don't think it's ever actually explained why he lands in Chicago, but there you are. Because isn't that where the tallest building is? It just says he seeks a major metropolitan area, which it, it is. Yeah, so. but when he gets to the page where the... Hold on. Yeah, he lands here in front of uh, the Sears Trade Tower, which has an asterisk next to it, and it says the world's tallest building. Yeah, but that's not why he's there. That's just Well, I thought he was there for the tallest, but so he can make like a big, like, hey, everybody... No, I'm here so. destroying the tallest building in your stupid town. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't even know Earth. He just landed in a yeah. random spot. He could have landed in Poughkeepsie. Oddly enough, he landed just where this interesting character is. Who's that guy? Actually not. This interesting character is in New York City. Oh my God, he is, but he... Oh. He's in Four yeah, Freedoms that, Plaza. That confused me too. He's in Four Freedoms Plaza, and this interesting character is Wendell Vaughn. He, also known as Quasar. He first appeared in Captain America number 217 back in January of 1978, under the name Marvel Boy, Marvel Boy, then Marvel Man. Well, uh, he first <laughs> popped his cherry. <laughs> he, he took the name uh, Quasar in Incredible Hulk 234 in April of 1979. Good name change. He was created by Don Glut, Roy Thomas, and John Buscema. Sorry, who's who? Don. I don't Glutt? know who Don Glut is, but he was Did listed. You say Don as, Glut. Glut. G L U T. Listed as one of his creators. Oh. Wendell Vaughn was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who was in charge of guarding the Quantum Bands, a mysterious, ba- two, two mysterious <laughs> bands that you'd put on your, two on your wrist. awesome hippie bracelets. That would give you uh, superpowers. AIM attacked the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility to get those bands, and he put them on to protect them and then found out that he could not take them off. His middle name is Elvis. Yes. That's amazing. They had the everyone else that had worn these quantum bands had died. The quantum bands had basically fried them. They disintegrated mm. themselves, but they didn't with Wendell Vaughn. And it was because he didn't have the killer instinct. He, well, everyone else was very alpha male aggressive, but he was not. And so he survives. We like this wussy guy. <laughs> Let's uh, put a cape on him. But he still can't take the stupid things off. He ends up working for S.H.I.E.L.D. as a super, uh, one of their super agents. That's where we see him in Captain America. He works with Captain America. They take down the Secret Empire. He then goes off to become the security chief at Project Pegasus, where he deals with the Thing and the Nth Man and the Grapplers. Very exciting stuff. Uh, and then he goes to Uranus. Sorry. Hey! The the Nega bands came, or the sorry, the quantum bands he's wearing came from uh, Uranus because they are what the character in the 1950s named Marvel Boy wore. He disintegrated himself and the bands fell off. That's where they came from. Marvel Boy from the uh, Agents of Atlas? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Uranus to find out uh, the history of these bands. And when he is and there... he finds out everybody has them. They're like disco. Actually, he finds out <laughs> that the city is destroyed and there's no one left alive. But he meets Eon. But all their brains are inside the bands. <laughs> he meets a cosmic entity known as Eon. And Eon charges him to become the protector of the universe. Which I'm is sorry. Did you say his name was Yawn? Eon. <sighs> well, Eon's just one of the... He's the cosmic entity that looks like a tree. <laughs> Look. He looks like a tree with a face on it. Hmm. Protector of the universe is the job that uh, the Kree Captain Marvel had before he died. We've uh, gone off on a huge tangent about a character who doesn't matter. He does. He joins the team. Whatever. Spoiler alert. Uh, so in any case, Quas- so, so here's the problem. So we get the splash panel. Hey, vengeance is mine. He's still coming to Earth. He comes to Chicago. And the next page, they talk about how... Uh, his ship blew up and they could see it from the sky and then the news talked about it and NASA's investigating it and the military's involved and then here's Wendell Vaughn. I I thought this all took place in the same place. No. I didn't realize until until Quasar feels this disturbance in the force and and uh, puts his costume on and he leaves his building and he's like, I have to head towards where this energy is and he realizes it's not in New York. It's in a westerly direction, inland. Couldn't they just say it's in Chicago? So he flies from New York to Chicago. Yes. To find Supernova, who is uh, graffitiing the Sears Tower with Bring Me Nebula or, yeah, or else. Yeah, because he wants Nebula. It's, it's, it's amusing slash frustrating slash, again, what the heck was going on in Marvel at this point in time. That this entire plot line is based around something that's <clears throat> going to be retconned in a year by John Byrne, which is that <laughs> Nebula, the space pirate infiltrated the Avengers. And as again, as we're going to find out, that was not Nebula, the space pirate that did that. So this entire oh, plot wait, line... I totally forgot about it. Wasn't Nebula dressed up as one of the Kangs? Yes, but it's not Nebula, the space pilot, pirate. It's Nebula, uh, actually Ravona Kang's old flame. Nebula Jones. So this entire plot line, besides being kind of tedious and long and unnecessary, is also pointless because the guy, the person he's looking for is not the right person. This is also one of those storylines that aggravates me when I uh, see a movie or a TV show. And the, the motivation for the bad guy is that they want vengeance for something. They want to find someone and they, they ask someone if you know where they are. And they're like, no. And the guy goes, I don't believe you. Yeah. That's lazy. Yes. Also, in the first issue, didn't... Didn't he, he asked the Avengers about Nebula and they're like, she's not here anymore. Yeah. She's not on the planet. And he's like, I don't believe you. I'm yeah. going to go destroy stuff. Like what answer is going to make this guy happy? Because <laughs> everyone he runs into and asks about, they're all like, she's not here. Yeah. She's lost in time. Go somewhere else. She's not here. No, I'm going to destroy things. Whatever, man. And we also have the poem that we had last issue, which is that Ralph Macchio continues to <laughs> write this for a, for a second grader. By using thought balloons and narration to tell us everything that's happening, including Quasar explaining exactly how his powers work, which is completely... (laughs) As he's using them. (laughs) Which is unnecessary because we can see what he's doing. It's right there in the art. I don't know a lot about Quasar. I haven't read a lot of Quasar stuff. Really? Does Ralph Macchio write him well? No. Because he's very, like, super polite. Well, that is him, yes. Okay, that's what I... I, It stood out to me that he's like, oh, can I help you with anything? Like... One of my really so, Boy Scoutish. So the Quasar series that will launch 
this year, I think it actually launches this year. It does launch this year because they mentioned that the crossover with the Human Torch in like issue two or three is written by Mark Grunewald. Okay. And it's it's fun. I mean, I think the first, uh, you know, at least I think it went 50 or 60 issues. The first half of it's good stuff. And one of the things I love about it is how nice he is. Like he's fighting the absorbing man. And he's like, sir, sir, please don't oh, okay. hit me with your wrecking ball. Or please don't, don't, you know, destroy that ship. Or, you know, he's just. And he's, yeah. yeah he's don't call- destroy the microphone either. <laughs> he's calling people Mr. This or that. Okay. All right. It's fun. Fair enough. In any case, so Quasar and Supernova are fighting. It's not going particularly well for Quasar. Yes. And then we cut to the West Coast mm-hmm. Adventures compound where Hawkeye, Dr. Pym, Tiger, and Wonder Man are playing cards and are called mm-hmm. in by Peggy Carter. Well, well, first they get a call from Juan, who's like their groundskeeper, isn't he? Or the butler? Yeah, yeah. The groundskeeper calls him. <laughs> he's and is like, like, excuse me, sir, you're getting a call from the East Coast Avengers. Well, actually, he's like, hey, sir, have you been watching the news? Because here's this. <laughs> here's this dude. And then Peggy Carter calls in another member of the support staff that we <laughs> were told existed on a support page, but a support page, a text page. This is the first time we see her in the actual comic. Ralph Macchio with his awkward dialogue. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Juan. Please pass me through to the East Coast Avengers. Yes, and Peggy's there answering the phone, and Hawkeye's like, are the East Coast Avengers fighting some guy in Chicago? And she's like, no, they're in outer space. And Hawkeye's like, then we're going to go fight somebody in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She introduces herself as, this is communications officer Peggy Carter. Nobody does that. Well, I don't, because my name's not Peggy Carter. Do, do you think Hawkeye knew that the East Coast Avengers had hired a staff? Well, we Or do you think they didn't tell him? I mean, <laughs> we barely knew it, so it wouldn't surprise me. I just think that's funny that she has to identify herself. Like, he's part of, I mean, the West Coast Avengers is ostensibly part of the same umbrella group of the Avengers, but he has no idea who these people are. It wouldn't surprise I mean, again, it's Hawkeye. He's not reading his memos. And at this point... This team, the the West Coast Avengers lineup confuses me, and I'm I don't know if it's because we've read some of these issues out of order. Um, does this take place while Mockingbird's uh, still in the Old West? Because she's not on the team. No, no, this is way past that. But everybody else is this is here. Ap- and well, so this is a very confusing team because <laughs> Doctor Pym didn't, didn't the team break up and Tiger left with Mockingbird. Tiger left with Mockingbird. Doctor Pym left to go take care of his of his ex-wife so who are these people and why doesn't matter it doesn't too i mean this this wasn't the lineup at this yes you're right jason i'm not arguing with you how did that get through editing (laughs) wasn't mark runewald the editor on both titles how did these three issues get through editing i mean someone should have seen these issues and been like no i don't know mark runewald was like yeah that looks right we'll do three issues of reprints We're going to reprint the Stanley Serpent uh, Society, or what is it, Serpent Squad? What are they called? Sons of the we're going to Sons do of this, the Serpent. Yeah, we're going to do the Sons of the Serpent storyline and just reprint them. They're going to kill Bill Foster again? Wait, did he kill him? No, they it's didn't kill him. him. No. But this time we're not going to paint him like he's made a paint him. We're not going to char- we're not going <laughs> to color him. On a clay. <laughs> oh my stars and garters! We I'm all discombobulated by this story. So Hawkeye's like, hey, Chicago's halfway between the east and west coast. Let's go take care of this. That's not true at all. First of all, <laughs> that's not halfway not even close to halfway so the west coast avengers head to chicago meanwhile Meanwhile, out in space things are still blowing up but the avengers are safe and why are the avengers safe uh because the invisible woman put them all inside an invisible bubble i don't know about you but i saw that coming at the end of last issue i mean it makes sense and here's my problem with it what's that 
they talk about how the invisible woman creates these quote unquote solid bubbles, I guess. And they talk about how much oxygen is in them at times. And why is it hurtling through space? Because the explosion pushed it away from the ship. I mean, there was a force in the explosion. I have a hard time with that. You shouldn't have a hard time with that. What First you of should, all, what you something sh- exploded in space, which wouldn't happen. Because what, things don't combust in space. What you <laughs> should have a hard time with is that when the explosion pushed them away, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. pushed them in the exact direction of Earth. Well, not exactly the exact well, direction, because Thor has to kind of finagle it a little. So... She, she she has this bubble that grows an appendage so Thor can get in it, and then she can dissolve that part of the bubble. I don't understand why she can't make other bubbles to slow down the one that she's in, why they need Thor to do this. The physics don't make sense to me, is what I'm saying. Well, my... And, and the, the other frustrating thing for me and is... And Thor has to take a big breath because he needs air? Since when does Thor need air? He does need air. Does we'll, he? We will see that in other places. He doesn't need a lot of air, but he needs some air. Is the Invisible Woman, of course, because everyone must think everything uh. they're thinking is thinking about how they her talents were underrated in the FF, but now she was the only one that could save them, and they're all saying about how remarkable this is. But she's done this exact she's doing the same, same thing, thing yeah. in the FF. When Doctor it's not like she made some new powers when she joined the Avengers. When Kristoff, as Doctor Doom, towed the Baxter building into outer space and blew it up, she does the exact same thing to save the team. So it's, this is we've seen this plot line. And it's putting, it, it's putting a huge strain on her having to hold this bubble together. In any case, yes, they, they, they basically throw Thor out of, the spa- out of the bubble. He uses his hammer to, to change the trajectory, to slow change. it down, all that blah, blah, yeah. blah. Physics. Yep. Makes so sense. Total they, sense. Moving on. They're heading back to Earth. <laughs> the West Coast Avengers have made it to Chicago. And there, Wonder Man decides he's going to fight Supernova. Supernova basically grabs him out of the air yeah. and throws him into the street. Let me out here. I'm going to attack him, even though I'm not as tall as his chin. Yeah, he pounds him down into the ground. Um, Nova seems surprised that there's a Quinjet. Oh, no, wait, not Nova. The cops, when they land, are like, what's this? <laughs> it's a Quinjet. We've never seen one before. Meanwhile, the Avengers in the bubble are still making their way back to Earth. Fire Lord's hey, going Fire to help Lord them out by absorbing some of the heat because while basically... As can't she control the velocity of this thing? No. Because she can't fly. All she can do is once once gravity takes hold, they're basically just uh. falling. Again, I know that because we've done this already in the Fantastic Four. I like this. My she says my force field isn't a physical object made of atoms, so it can't catch fire. So the air around them is catching fire, which makes no sense at all. So why should they care? If the bubble protected them from an explosion, wouldn't it protect them from some hot air outside the bubble? No. No, that's too much clearly, to ask. Clearly, that's going to kill them. Like, why wouldn't they just be in the thing going, yeah, whatever, we're going to land eventually. When this, was, when this was done better, <laughs> the idea was that holding this force bubble together for so long after protecting them from an explosion. And With the forces of gravity pushing on it. Yes. And- so the, so the idea that the, when they did this better, they were trying to absorb the fire because it was just one more thing she didn't want to have to deal with. I mean, I guess that almost makes sense. But the other thing they did in that Fantastic Four issue was 
she changed the shape of the thing to make it more aerodynamic. Mm -hmm. Because right now it's just a big bubble falling through the... Whereas she can make it look more so it can glide a little bit more and not be so... so Basically, it's a Super Bowl at this point in time. In any case, she eventually drops the bubble. The Avengers fly or float down to Earth. I would like to point out that uh, Fire Lord goes to grab Gilgamesh to say, hey, I'll help you. And Gilgamesh is like, don't worry about it. I can fly. I'm only saying that because it's going to come up, I think, in the next issue. And it irritated the heck out of me. It's also on my list. All right. Anywho. So the Quinjet uh, with the West Coast Avengers lands in Chicago and the police are like, what? Is that the Millennium Falcon? (laughs) The big brother of the Millennium Falcon? Let's be clear. Millennium Falcon, clearly much bigger than a Quinjet. So dumb. Nerds of the world are upset. What are the Avengers? I have never heard of this before. Uh... And then they say, so they, Hawkeye gets out to talk to the general, General Accord. <laughs> if that matters, they say his name like eight times. In the- who says, Supernova just got here, landed moments ago. If he's only been there for moments, how is the army here already? They were already in there. Chicago's a mess. I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Also, he didn't just land moments ago. He was fighting Quasar for like five pages. I love that. Meanwhile, in the background, <laughs> Supernova is trashing the L, the raised uh, train, and using the tracks to bend into a shape that says, bring me Nebula. It's so <laughs> dumb. So dumb. <laughs> like they didn't hear him the first time. He's just going to go around and make art out of everything in the city. Bring me Nebula. You talked before about how Ralph Macho can't, Right, Hawkeye. Uh, and he, when Tiger comes up to him, is talking about something. He says, never question your commander, baby. Yeah. Ugh, don't call Tiger a baby. So gross. And not like him at all. And he says, when the, when the general introduces himself, he said, oh, they, the, the general tells him that Quasar was there. He's like, another man showed up before you. And he says, what did the other dude look like, general? <laughs> really? The other dude, man, like stuff and general and guy. So Honkai decides he's going to talk to Supernova. He gets his attention. Supernova picks him up and he's like, where's Nebula? And Honkai just babbles incoherently mm-hmm. until... Until the issue ends. And Yeah, until the issue ends. And he's like, Supernova doesn't look happy. And I'm like, none of us are happy, Hawkeye. And that's it. Oh, he did a Back to the Future uh, joke too. He says, you who, McFly, anybody home? That only works if you're actually knocking on Supernova's head. Bullpen Bolton's. Oh, is that in here? Oh, I skipped over. Is this the one where they just talk about a bunch of assistant editors again? They talk about... They switched assistant editors so they could see what the other editors do? They talk about Grunewald having uh, Halloween games in the office. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they say that uh, next issue, Stan Soapbox, is coming back. Yeah, woohoo! And... I don't think it does, does it? Well, next issue, it's the exact same bullpen Boltons as this issue. Oh, well, that's not helpful at all. And the page of letters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Roll Hurst mm-hmm. also agrees with us that when She-Hulk left the book because her psyche was damaged by Nebula back in issue 297, that that was a really lame reason to have her go. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. could have done better. Look at the large number of heroes who are currently teamless. The Captain, who I'm sure will soon be back to calling himself Captain America. Man, this guy knew what he was talking about. <laughs> who could have seen that coming? Oh, and Joe Frank talking about the three Kangs. Joe Frank, isn't that the wizard? <laughs> um, he was talking about the three Kangs that were running around with the Avengers during Walt Simonson's run. The Keystone Kangs? And he calls them the Kingston Trio, which I enjoyed as a pun. The Kingston Trio, 
for very young people was a folk rock group back in the 60s. But I enjoyed it. Because you're old. It's true. All right, that's it. That's it. Next week, we'll talk about the end of this story, finally. Yes, one more episode with every, one more issue. uh, It's got all kinds of guest stars. Guest stars galore. Has anything happened in this story yet? No, this, literally (laughs) in this issue, what happens is Supernova lands on Earth. Yep. Some heroes are like, I don't think, he says, where's Nebula? Heroes go, I don't know. Quasar comes back. And the Avengers uh, survive an explosion in space and also come back to Earth. Mm Mm-hmm. 20 pages to tell you that. Yep. All right, cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, for whatever reason, let's share some recipes or something. You can reach us uh, through email at uh, avenginghour at gmail.com or Instagram at avenginghour. Bye-bye.